and capturing opportunities. Today is a, you know, it's really not a family series, but I've been sort of treating it like it is. The idea is uh, coming from a scripture where Jesus told his disciples to occupy until I come again. The word occupy means to capture opportunities. And we gave a message on mama. And we gave a message on how to be your best. And uh, had some great response on that message. I love that message. Today I'm going to give a message on being the best dad possible. And if you're not a dad, it goes to just being the best man possible. If you're not a man, you're a woman. Being the best woman possible. You hear me or not? Say. So yes, dads, it's Father's Day, but it's for all of us from His Word. The best dad possible. Before we get started, my dad was Pleasant Charles Clark. His mama named him Pleasant because he was born on a pleasant day. She looked out the window and it was Pleasant, so that became my daddy's name, Pleasant. He was born October the 28th, 1925. He was older than my mother by seven years, and I'm the youngest of six. So dad was a little bit older, uh, not like I am with Danny and Abby, but uh, he was a, a little bit older uh, than normal. I didn't see my dad much. Him and Mama were married till I was 11 years old. And I was the youngest by seven or eight years uh, anyway. And back in the day, when you turn 18, you had the house. It won't no options. You're not staying here. And most people back where I grew up didn't want to stay there. They were glad to get out. But needless to say, when I was three or four or five or six, you know, my brothers and sisters are all gone. And so Mama divorced Daddy. She'd been shacking up with another man for some time. Of course, I didn't know about it. And they divorced when I was 11. But up to that time, I didn't see Daddy much. Daddy worked 16 hours a day. Not every day, but most days. He worked at Klopman Cotton Mill. The cotton mill is a step above the cotton field. It's a rough life. And the pecking order at the cotton mill, my daddy was on the low end of the totem pole. He was the sweeper. He swept the cotton on the floor. And I remember as a little boy seeing some oil cans because he was also an oiler, the kind that you put on the bottom like that and oil would score it out. We'd had no WD-40 back in them days. So anyway, that was, that was my life with daddy. Didn't see him much. He came to one baseball game, and I was a big baseball player. Came to one baseball game. And Jesse, I know, where are you at, Jesse? You somewhere, I know you're a big baseball player. But can you imagine one game your daddy comes to? Only one game. And, but that game he came to, I remember where he was sitting, and I remember hitting that ball out of the park and giving that ball to my daddy, you know? And I was about 14, 15 years old at that time. Daddy smoked a lot. He did drink, but Daddy smoked a lot. People say, oh, there's nothing wrong with smoking. Hey, have at it if you want to, if you want to kill yourself. Because it does affect you. It does affect you. It did my Daddy. He had a stroke at age 48. And uh, lost one eye. Had an aneurysm on the brain. He was never the same after that. And the doctor said, that smoking's going to kill you. He came through it. And so as a boy, of course, Daddy and Mom were divorced now. And Daddy lived in a little old tin trailer, about big as a good-sized pickup truck in Rockingham, behind a bowling alley. 
and I'd go there on the weekends. And because Mama's doing her thing, and I shot over there as an eleven-year-old, twelve-year-old with my daddy, thirteen-year-old. And on Friday night, he's poor as dirt, had nothing, he ain't working anymore because he can't. And he, we had an old green pot. I remember this pot. We got such good pots now, don't we? And pans, don't we, church? Yes or no? Remember the day when you didn't have anything? Say, God's been good to us, hasn't He? But it was an old green pot, and it, was, it wasn't much thicker than tin. Remember the day? And Daddy would take that old pot, about this big though, and he and I would go to the store and we'd get a bag of rice, white rice. This is poor. And a pack of gizzards. Can you say gizzards? You ain't said that in a while, have you? <laughs> I was at a restaurant the other day, and they had fried chicken livers and fried gizzards. And I thought, I'm at the right place. I'm home, baby. Can you believe there's places on the planet that actually cook fried gizzards? Have, have you never heard of that before? See, you got to come go with me to Carolina sometime. Anyway, but that's what we'd have. We'd get the pack of gizzards, in case you want to try it. Why not? White rice, get the gizzards. You boil that water, boil them gizzards in it. I'm going to tell you right now, it's like eating them little 25-cent rubber bouncy balls that you get out of the, uh, out of the gumball machine. That's just the way it is. Is that the truth or what? I mean, know what I'm talking about. But, buddy, it sort of makes that rice good. And you know what? Friday night, Saturday night, because it gets better when you warm it up. That was my time with my daddy. And I would ration his cigarettes. I was 12, 13, 14 years old trying to keep my daddy alive. And he'd get a cigarette and he'd put it in his mouth. And I'd let him smoke it a little bit and I'd come up and I'd take it and put it out. And I'd pull it out of his mouth, and I'd set it there. And then when he wanted a cigarette later, I'd go get it and give it to him. He'd smoke a little more of it. Then I was in college. Went off to college, got married. And on December the 18th, 1985, I get a call from my mama early in the morning. And she said, just straight up words to me, your daddy's dead. And I just remember the house in Harrison Bay, near Chattanooga. Big old bay out there. Met a fellow from Tennessee over here. And I was there going to school. And when Mama said, your daddy's dead, I just remember sort of slumping down the wall and sitting on the floor. I wanted to bring him to Florida with me when I got out of school. I want him to fish here. He loved to fish. You hear me or not? I know I'm going on a little bit about my daddy today, but it's Father's Day. You hear a lot about my mama, don't you? Well, Dad was Pleasant Charles Clark. He said, call me P.C. Can you say that? P.C. Because he don't call him Pleasant. P.C. That's what he was known as. I can't say I learned a lot from my father. Didn't know him that well. He was sickly towards the end. But one thing I realized as I got older that I really learned from my dad that I don't do well as, as I should and as I could, but my dad was humble. Can you say that with me? My dad was... Can we say that word one more time? 
And as I grew older, I realized Dad did teach me something after all. You hear me, yes or no? To be a humble man is to be a good man. That's a good man. That's a humble man. You hear me or not? And so I just share a little bit about my dad. To be honest with you guys, what I've learned about being a father, about being a husband, I learned from the Scriptures. I learned it from the Bible. I learned that even when your marriage is rough, hard, bad things, that God can help you. And He helped me for many years in a very, very difficult situation. And God blessed me. Say, God blessed me. Come on. God blessed me. So the message I want to share with you today is from the Scriptures. It's what I learned. And I'd like to share it with you today on how to be the best dad possible. And I know that these two children up here, Mitch and Elise, they love me to pieces. They believe in me. Not because, ooh, you're bragging. I'm not bragging. I'm just I'm bragging on the Lord's what I'm doing right now. He raised me up from Rockingham, saved me, and helped me be a good dad to my children. That's a great thing. Amen? And I want that for all of you. You hear me or not? Amen? So let's go with the Word. I'm getting a little nostalgic up here. i got a hush. Like Mitchell says, it's smooth. Hush his mouth. Come on. In the book of John, Jesus was unashamed to talk about his father. Jesus was not ashamed of his daddy. That's one of the reasons I just talked about my daddy. I'm not ashamed of my daddy. My daddy had no money. When daddy died, I got a watch that didn't work and a couple of little trinkets and a small box. That's all I got. Okay? I'm not ashamed of my father. I'm not ashamed that he went to the seventh grade. My dad worked. My dad went with me the first time I got my car. It was my money I'd saved, but he was there with me, amen, say. I'm not ashamed of my daddy. Jesus was not ashamed of his father. Now listen to me. He was not ashamed of his father's house. That's what we're in today, his house. He said to them that sold doves, take those things out of here. Don't make my father's what? House, a house of what? Merchandise, thieves had come in and making a racket out of the church. It's happening today all over Christian TV and all over America. Churches are making a racket out of God's house. Did you hear me or not say? If you can't give cheerfully here, then do what? Because what we do is as unto the Lord. Y'all hear me or not? And God will still bless that. Amen. Say, without being slick. We're not slick here. I think you done figured that out. He was not ashamed of his father's name. I come in my father's what? Name. And you receive me not. If I come in another's name, you ain't going to receive him either. So Jesus said, you know what? I'm not going to come some slick way either. I'm going to come in the name of my father God. Amen? Not ashamed of his father's name. For years I grew up saying GD. I cussed God's name. Or saying, Jesus. Now, we didn't do that. That's something newer over the last 20, 30 years where people just say Jesus. Now they're getting bolder. They're going, Jesus Christ. Y'all hear me or not? Say. God's name's not a cuss word to me. He's my Father. Y'all hear me or not? And if that's you, if that's the way you've been, you need to change. You need to watch your mouth. Yes or no? Amen. Just good teaching. I didn't know. But I learned. 
You can learn. He was not afraid or ashamed to talk about his father's will. This is the father's will which has sent me. That of all which he's given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again the last day. God's will for my life. I want God's will for my life. Jesus was not ashamed of his father's will for his life, even though it meant the cross. Amen. That was rough. He was not ashamed of his father's hand. I love this. My father which gave them to me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's what? Hand. He was not ashamed. Are you hearing that he's not ashamed of his daddy? Yes or no? Jesus was not. He was, he was, he loved his father. He was proud to be his father's son. He was not ashamed to talk about his father's commandments. If you keep my what? Commandments. You shall abide in my love even as I have kept my what? Father's commandments. Guys, we shouldn't be ashamed of his house, his hand, his will. We shouldn't be ashamed of God's commands. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. Yes or no? Say. Oh, that's the old way. You know? No, that's God's way. That's the right way. That's the best way. Don't take my name in vain. Keep the Sabbath holy. Worship me. Okay? You want the Ten Commandments? I got them on video. You can learn them in 30 minutes. You'll never forget them. All right? So let's keep looking. So how you respond. You might say, Clark, where are you headed with the message? Well, I'm headed somewhere. Hang in here. How you respond in regard... God's house, God's name, God's will, God's hand, God's commandments will measure how you will find God's favor and how your wife and your kids are going to follow you. Did you hear me? Did I lose you on that right there? Oh, I can be a good daddy and I can be all this. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you don't have high regard for God's house, God's name, God's will, God's hand, and God's commandments, I doubt very seriously if that's going to be said of you. Hello? Have I lost you? Amen? Really important stuff. So, we're moving now. The best dad possible. So how can I be the best dad possible? Now, I could talk all day on this subject. Scriptures have a lot to say about a father. But I've tried to just put it down in like three or four little points. So we're talking about being the best dad possible. Y'all with me so far or not? Y'all sleeping on me? I know I'm louder than Pastor Steve, okay? He did a great job, though. I was real proud of him. That was hard to get up there and preach like that man did last week. Losing his daughter. Preaching out of his pain to help all of us. Amen. Say, thank you, Lord, for that. Yeah, one more time. Thank the Lord for him. Come on. He's watching. Thank you, Pastor. We appreciate you, man. But here we go. How can you be the best dad possible? Say this with me out loud. Cleave, don't what? Say it loud. Come on, one more time. Cleave, don't leave. Hang on. Daddy, hang on. Hang on in that marriage. Husband, hang on. Don't hit the road jack. Amen, say. So many men. Just hit the road jack. Never coming back. That's not God's will. God's will... As a husband for my life and as a father is for me to love my wife and for me to love my children. Do y'all hear me or not? This is God's will. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother. That's why in the country, 18, gone. <laughs> Get on. And shall cleave unto his what? 
wife and the two shall become one what? This is the scriptures. Cleave unto a wife. For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, shall cleave to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. Jesus speaking. Wherefore they are no more two, but one. What therefore God is what? Sit with me. Join together. Let no man what? How many ever heard that at a, at a wedding before? Amen? That's where it came from. It's not some joker writing some wedding stuff. It came from the Bible. This is God's will. Not just for a man, but for a woman. Do y'all hear me or not say? Marriage is honorable. Marriage is sacred. Marriage is between a man and a woman. That's the Scriptures. This is what the Bible says. Now, we can learn a whole lot of stuff about other stuff, but this is the church of the living God. This is We have His Word, and this is how we learn. Yes or no? Y'all hear me or not? I don't give a hoot if it's old-fashioned. It's right. Say, I like right. My problem is I don't do enough right. I need to work on doing right more. But I like right, because right ain't wrong. Y'all hear me or not? Say, I know, sweetie, first time listening to me, you're like, this guy is deep. My goal is when you leave here, you understood what I said. Amen? So cleave, don't leave. This call shall a man leave father and mother. They shall be joined together into the wife. It's all through the Scriptures. It's not like, oh, that's just one time. That's your opinion. That ain't my opinion, man. My opinion was crazy. My opinion was growing up in a drunk family where mama ran on daddy and daddy ran around on mama. That was where I came from. This is God's way. Amen. This is right. So don't leave. Don't leave. I was married 28 years. I love my marriage. I love being married. Love my kids. Didn't mean it wasn't hard. And she chose somebody else over me. That hurts. That hurts real bad. How many know what I'm talking about? Let me see some hands. That hurts, doesn't it? But I stayed. Can't stay if somebody leaves. You know what I mean? All you can do is stay. That's another reason I stayed in Inglewood. This is my town. This is where God's will was on my life, to love people and to reach people for Christ. And I've learned, even though you can get hurt in relationship and it doesn't work out, if you try to do the right thing, God will bless you. Did you hear me? He will bless you. I remarried six years ago to Kim. Guess what? Same message, Clark. Clean. Don't leave that woman. Amen. Say yes or no. Same plan. What's your plan with Kim? Same plan. Amen. Yes or no? Y'all hear me or not? So if you've been married before and you've been hurt bad or whatever, maybe you were the one that screwed up. But now you're married again. You've put your faith in Christ. You're right with God. This message is for you. Did you hear me? Yes or no? Know and believe that you're one flesh. Keep pushing. Communicate your commitment to your wife or to your husband. Ma'am, communicate your commitment. Make sure that who knows it also say. And I wasn't doing this for the message. What time is it, Rog? I'm hurting, ain't I? What time is it? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, it's not as bad as the winter when we got more people, so I'll be all right. Here we go. 
I was sitting at the table at this Greasy Spoon restaurant in, in Carthage, North Carolina, which is near Pinehurst, right outside of Pinehurst. And I looked across the table, and there was Abby, and there was Danny. And over here to my right was Kim. And they're all eating. Abby's got French fries, dipping them in brown gravy. I'm a bad father, I know. And Danny's eating a grilled cheese, a greasy grilled cheese with the cheese just running out, but it's crispy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. And Kim's over there eating a hamburger all the way with chili and mustard and slaw and onion, just like we do in the country. And I just stopped and looked at them. And I said, you're my world. I said, you, I said, I don't know what I would be or what I would even be like if it weren't for you and you and, and your mama. Of course, I love Mitch and Elise here. There's no doubt about that. But those kids need to have that communicated to them. Did you hear what I just said? Just sitting around the table eating an old hamburger. Those kids need to know that they're loved and they've changed my world. And that they matter and that their mama means the world to me. Did you hear me or not? Guys, this is what we're to do. Communicate it to them. Let them know. Husbands, love your wives. That's what the Bible says. Love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. I'll never leave you, period. Communicate that. I will not leave you. My wife, Kim, was hurt desperately. And many of you know her story. The abuse. She needs to know that's not going to happen with me. You hear me or not say, you can be secure. I asked her the other day, I was riding down the road a couple of weeks ago, and I heard a country song on the radio. And it talked about something about how she thought she'd be sad She'd be sad when she'd be missing him. But she ain't. <laughs> she said, I, 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 I've been missing me. I did everything for you. Did everything your way. And the song says, I've, and so I called Kim on the phone. And I wanted to ask her, being my wife, being the pastor's wife, have you disappeared are you able to be you? And she said, absolutely. She said, I found who I am supposed to be and who I want to be. And I, I said, do you, feel, you feel, feel, do you feel free to be who you are? And she said, I do, I do. Amen. Say, if I didn't believe she would answered that way, I wouldn't have called her. <laughs> Amen. Trust me. Amen. This isn't about me, but guys, but I do want to tell you what I'm preaching up here, I want to live. Yes or no? Say. I'd have to be cut in two if you're going to leave. If we're going to leave, okay? We're what? We're one what? That's how I felt about my, my wife of all the many years, 28 years plus. I felt the same way. Have to cut me in two. This is God's will. Now, you might not agree with this. That's on you. That ain't on me. This is the Scriptures. You think I knew this stuff? Say. This provides security. When you say this, when you communicate this, when you live like this, this communicates security to your wife and to your who? Kids. I got a text from Elise the other day, a long text, that says I've never thought God was, didn't love me. She said, I've never thought in my whole life that God didn't love me. 
And she said, I think that's because I always knew you loved me. That's a crazy statement because I'm not God. But families that had this kind of foundation are blessed of God. Did you hear me or not? Now keep looking. Keep looking. Cleave. Cleave. Don't leave. Cleave. Don't leave. This will take courage, commitment, compassion, confession, communication, and a whole lot of what? Cuddling. Absolutely. This picture... I think this is what I think this is what Elise was trying to say in her text to me a couple of weeks ago. This picture of a daddy never leaving is an imprint in the mind and spirit of your children that their heavenly father will never leave them nor forsake them. Did you hear me yes or no? Dads that leave dads that don't have something to do with their kids. That's not God's will. You hear me, yes or no? I mean, they're going to have a little bit of a struggle with their relationship with their Heavenly Father. Yes or no? Amen. It's just math, guys. So cleave. Don't leave. God will bless us. Now, I'm going to fly, Raj. I know you don't believe it. Number two, provide. Don't look for a free ride. Fathers, husbands, provide. Don't look for a free ride. Did y'all hear me or not? This is Gary talking. Nothing worse for me than a lazy man. Now, I'm getting old and I'm getting tired and things hurt. But I'm still moving, Jack. You hear me? Well, stay at it. If you don't provide for your own house, the Bible says, especially if your own house, you've denied the faith. It's worse than an infidel. Nothing worse than somebody's thumping a Bible that's lazy as a day is long. Y'all hear me, yes or no? I believe in Jesus, but you're a bum. Excuse me. Excuse me. It's ugly, ain't it, on Father's Day? I'm always hard on dads, ain't I? On the mothers, you're so nice. On us, you kick us in the face. <laughs> I want to be strong. How you doing with the message, Jesse? You all right? You cool with it, ain't you? There you go. There's nothing better for a man that, that he should eat and drink, and that he should make his soul enjoy good from his what? Work. This also I saw that it was from the hand of God. You mean my job, my work's from the hand of God? It absolutely is. Work. How many enjoy work? It feels good to work. Let me see a few hands. feels good to work. How many feel good after you get it done, you just go back and look at it? I do a lot of stuff that I don't need to do. You don't even know me, some of you. You don't know what I do. I pick up crap. I fix crap. I buy houses that are crappy. And then, what do I do it for? Because I'm a lunatic. And then I stand back, and I look at it. And it might be a little crooked or something. I ain't talking to you. No criticism. I'm having fun. Amen. Say, work, man, work. Whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For there is no work, no device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave. When you dead, you dead. You ain't getting to work no more. Amen. Work for the night's coming when no man shall be able to work. Study to be quiet. Do your own business. Work with whose hands? Your own hands. That you may walk honestly. This is how you stay honest. Work keeps you honest. Yes or no? Work. You can walk honestly 
toward them that are without, that you may have lack of nothing. How do you get to a place where you don't really lack anything? Here it is. Work. Did y'all hear me or not? Work. God will bless you if you accept responsibility as a provider of the family, sir. I still believe that. Doesn't mean women don't work. Kim works. She loves to work. She's a worker. Amen. But she also has a job where she can take care of the kids. It's, you know, just the way it is. So this, this is a message just for, I think dads need to provide. Husbands provide. Amen. Work and work hard, realizing this is the what. It's the what? Will of God. God's will for my life is for Gary Clark to work. Could I not work anymore if I didn't want to? Absolutely. But I bet I'd probably be dead in a year. I don't know. I think God wired me to work. Lady the other day at a restaurant, couldn't believe how old I was. Had the ball cap on. And she said, you got so much energy. She said, you got a lot, and she's about 30-something. You got a lot more energy than me. I'm like, well, I think a lot of it's because we work. Amen? Yes or no? Amen? Say, work! God does not bless laziness. You might say, is that in the Bible? It ain't nowhere in the Bible that God blesses lazy. Matter of fact, it's all in the Bible that God curses sorriness. Y'all hear me or not? This is old-fashioned. I, I should have, I don't know. I'm out of step, ain't it, with the times. But this I say, you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. You do a little, you're going to get a little. You sow bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. You do more, you're going to get more. It's just the way it is. It's called math. You plant one tomato plant, good chance if that sucker dies, you ain't got no tomatoes. You plant five of them, maybe one out of five will make it. Amen. Say, I mean, it's just not that hard, not that complicated. Amen. This is the way it is. Let this mind be in you. It was in Christ. Being in the form of God, he, he thought it not robber to be equal with God. Jesus made himself of no reputation. He took upon him the form of a servant. He was made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, he what? Like my daddy, he what? Humbled himself. He became obedient. His obedience was unto death. The death of the cross. He took the cross on him, and you can't get out of bed and go to work? That's ugly, ain't it? Do, Daddy, say that with me. I like that. These are one of my favorite quotes. Here it is. This is mine. Say it with me. One, two, three. Do, Daddy. One more time. One, two, three. Do, Daddy. That'd be a good little sign, wouldn't it? T-shirt. Do, Daddy. What man is there of you if his son asks a bridge, you're going to give him a rock? You're going to ask him a fish, you're going to go, here's a snake. What daddy does that? If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your father, which is heaven, know how to give good things to his kids that ask him? Amen, say. Good stuff. When your kids see you work and work hard, God's blessing them in unreal ways. Did y'all hear me or not? The picture of daddy providing is an imprint on your children that leads to understanding that their heavenly father, God, will provide everything that they need. This family thing God put together is pretty important as we monk with it, as we tear it up, and as we break it apart. So goes that relationship with God, the teaching that goes along with his teaching and love and guidance and will and provision, it becomes a mess. The family's pretty important. Yes or no? Amen or oh me? Keep looking. Almost done. Whew, I'm wore out. What time is it, Rod? You took my clock. Hey. 
Number three, what was the first one? Cleave, don't leave. How you doing? Ma'am, how you doing? You're my, you're, my, you're my test subject for the day. So number one, cleave, don't leave. Number two, provide, don't look for a what? Free ride. And number three, train up, don't what? Come on, church. One more time. Train up, don't what? Fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath. Bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I grew up in the neck of the country where screaming was good and it was just loud. Just screaming. And barking orders. You know? That's not God's will. That's not God's will for my life. God's will is not for me to bark orders at my wife and my children. Did y'all hear me yes or no say? Now, when they do wrong, absolutely. They're going to get trained, and they're going to be brought up right. But for me to sit there, and I've watched it, fathers that just scream at your children, that usually is useless. Usually you say stuff, and you don't even follow through with it. I was dealing with a daddy the other day. He just kept on saying stuff, not doing, and I had to get on to him. You lying to your children. You saying this is going to happen, it ain't going to happen. I said it with Kim the other day. He said something. We're going to the restaurant. She said, if you don't do this, Danny, you're going to stay at home. That's a lie. We're not going to leave that little savage in that house to burn the house down while we get... Are you kidding me? We're going to beat her rear end or something. But that's not happening. But I didn't tell her in front of the kids, but I brought her over. I said, look, you're saying something that ain't happening. Watch what you say. If you say something, mean it. Now, if you want us to leave her at home, we'll leave her at home for like five minutes. We'll ride around the block several times. I'll wait in the bushes. But just don't say something. Y'all hear me or not? And you know how we exhorted and comforted you and charged every one of you as a father does the children. Bring them up. Children are tender. Nurture kids. Lovingly care for them. Admonish kids. My son, keep your father's commandments. Forsake not the law of your mother. Admonish kids on behavior. Dad, this is what we do. Amen. Say my little girls, and Mitch and Elise will tell you the same thing. You speak back to your mama. You talk back to your mama. I was so bad, if you didn't eat the food the woman cooked, you're getting in trouble with me. She worked her tail off to cook that. I don't like it. Well, hush your mouth, eat it, or go to bed hungry. But you're not going to sit here and criticize your mother's cooking. Amen or oh me? It's not happening. I've eaten a bunch of crap in my life that I didn't like. And look how I turned out. I'm just fine. Amen, or what? Come on. Train up your kids. Bind them continually about your neck. The laws of God. Tie them about your neck. When you go to, it'll lead you. When you sleep, it'll keep you. Teach your children to do the right thing. God's Word, when you awake, it's going to talk with you. You're going to know. Train children. Train them. It's easier just to scream at them than it is to teach them. For the commandment's a lamp. It's the law of light. It's reproof and instruction of the ways of life. A wise son hears his father's instruction. I want both Danny and Abby right now. They're 8 and 11. I want them when I speak, they go like this. Yes or no? That's how I want them to. Yeah, absolutely. Get in the car. All right. 
clean your room. All right. Amen. Say yes, ma'am, to your mother. They're, they have a hard time with that, but I like that. I want them to respect their mother. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am is the king's English. It's the queen's English. It's how you speak to a queen. If you don't know that, read it. I think the children ought to look at their mother as a queen. This is a special woman right here, your grandmother. This is the way you talk. These are special people. They're better than the queen, okay? Because they're your mama. Admonish them. Exhort them. Exhort your children. Encouraging and comforting will go a lot further than this. This is my house and you'll do as I say as long as you live under my roof. Whatever. This is a lot better. And many of you may have heard me talk about this stuff before. Good. It's good for you. God's not going to bless you if you're always popping a cork and blowing a fuse. Yes or no? Amen. I'm going to just say it. How many grew up with that kind of mess? Let me see some hands. You've experienced it in your life. Could be even a marriage. The other day I backed into a tree. Yeah, aren't you glad I'm back with all these stories? I'm at a consignment shop trying to save a dollar. I lose 2000 when I hit that tree. I said, I never parked there. As I pulled in there, I told Kim, I said, I never parked there. I park on the street, but I'll park there. Hour later, we come out with the kids. I'm insane. I get in the truck. I just want to go. Bam! Hit the tree. And Kim was like, and I said, it's only stuff. We'll get it fixed. No big deal. Now, here's the point. Here's what Kim said. She said, Girls, you have such a wonderful father. She has another child, Hannah. And she said, In a previous life, they would be screaming, they'd be cussing, and I would get blamed for it. Amen? Not trying to make me a great guy. I'm just trying to say I have learned over the years. Amen? Say, there's a better way than popping a cork, guys. And I can pop corks. I can get loud as anybody. Sometimes I do, and I'm ashamed of myself. Nobody wants to call on a God who screams and yells. God doesn't do that with you, so why do you do that with your children? Yes or no? Say. How many would say, if I really got what I should get from God, there'd be a lot of screaming at me? Let me see some hands. There'd be a lot of screaming, all right. Remember that when you talk to your kids. Amen? Rog, we're done, buddy. i got to quit. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. This is what God said to his son, Jesus. My son. My son that I love. My son in whom I'm well pleased. That's how Jesus, that's how God talked to his son. What was he saying? My son, I claim you. My son who is beloved, I love you. My son who I'm well pleased, I'm proud of you. Say those three words with me. I claim you, I love you, and I'm what? Can we say that again? What every dad needs to tell his kids. And mama should tell them. Go ahead. I what? I what? I what? It's great to tell your wife that. Say it one more time. Go ahead. Now back it up. Back it up. Let's say it to our wives. Come on. I what?
You mine. I what? Love you. I'm what? Boy, that's some good stuff right there. Tough is necessary at times, but tender, nurturing, admonishing is appropriate, and it's always in style. Amen. we got to quit. The picture of a daddy tenderly nourishing, admonishing, and encouraging is an imprint on your children that their Heavenly Father God loves them and can teach them and direct their lives. God will bless this guaranteed. All these three things God will bless guaranteed. The best dad possible is who we want to be. Say it with me. Say it with me. Cleave. Don't Number two, provide. And number three, train up. Don't what? Happy Father's Day. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Boom.